and welcome. You are listening to LOL Storytime, the goofy story podcast for kids. Today's story is called Don't Press That Button. The idea for this one came from a recent discovery I made. At some point, I must have pressed on a button or clicked on something that somehow put ads at the start of some of our earlier episodes. After the ads play, I then come on saying, today's episode is ad-free. Yeah, a little embarrassing, but you guys were nice about it, so thanks for that and apologies to anyone who noticed. Anyway, let's get into our story. This is the story of Miles Dempsey, a kid who carried a notebook with him everywhere he went. Miles didn't use his notebook for the purpose of a diary. There were no entries like, Dear Diary, today I ate a burrito and it was very burrito-y. Which wouldn't have been out of character for Miles because that dude loved burritos. But instead, he used his notebook to write down all of the things he wanted to remember. Remembering things always felt like such a struggle for Miles. He knew that if he didn't write stuff down, there was a good chance he wouldn't remember any of the new things he just learned. For example, when his teacher taught his class how to do long division, Miles wrote down all of the steps his teacher showed them. Miles, you don't need to write that down. Just practice it and soon you'll remember it just fine. Sir... I just did 789 practice questions, and I still don't remember. Huh. Well, that's... that's a lot of questions. Then how about I let you in on a little secret? Outside of teaching, I never do long division. Really? But sir, how do you survive being a grown-up in a world without doing long division? Kid, somehow us grown-ups manage just fine. Calculator, right? Yep. It seemed to Miles like everyone else's memory worked just fine, while his was on a permanent vacation, probably off on some tropical island enjoying burritos by the beach. But as long as Miles had his notebook with him, he managed okay. It had all of the important stuff and plenty of the not-so-important stuff, like what side of the plate the fork goes on and which side is for the knife. To be fair, there were plenty of things Miles could do just fine without having his notebook. It wasn't like he needed to write down instructions on how to flush a toilet or how to be a good friend. He just needed it for some of life's more complicated matters, one of which was babysitting. Miles had signed up for a babysitting course in order to make a little money looking after the neighbor's kids. But it turns out there's a lot to know about looking after kids. If you're not careful, you might end up with a toddler running wild in the neighborhood wearing a diaper on their head. The babysitter's course covered a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. Miles quickly realized that he couldn't possibly write fast enough to get all the information into his notebook, so instead he made a top 10 list of what he thought was the most important stuff to know when babysitting a kid. Things like, don't ask a three-year-old to cook you a burrito while you take a nap on the couch. The third week after completing the course, Miles was excited to finally book his first babysitting job, even if it was just watching his little brother Simon for the day. Will I get paid? He asked his parents. Uh, how about we just let you pick tonight's dinner, they replied. So, burritos. He basically got paid in burritos. Probably how he would have spent the money anyways. Things seemed to go really well for the first hour of babysitting. Little bro Simon was quietly watching cartoons, and everything was as it should be. But then Miles noticed number six on his top ten list from the babysitting course. Number six said not to allow the kids you're babysitting to have too much screen time. So Miles picked up the remote control and went and turned off the TV. The remote also seemed to act like a switch for Simon, turning him from a quiet mouse to a howler monkey, causing him to jump around screaming at the top of his lungs. 
Nothing was written next to number six that explained what to do when this happened. But number seven did say to make sure you choose calm and quiet activities so things don't get broken. Well, that's not helpful, thought Miles. Simon, would you like to play a calm and quiet activity with me? I just want to smash something, wailed Simon. Okay, well, come to think of it, the TV was perfectly calm and quiet, so let's just put that back on. Except the TV didn't come back on. For no apparent reason, the TV decided that this would be an awesome time to be broken. In complete panic, Miles scanned his top ten list for any advice that might bail him out of this awful situation. Nothing. But then, almost like magic, there appeared number 11 at the bottom of the paper, in invisible ink. It read, If the kid you're babysitting goes completely bonkers and you have no clue what to do, borrow your dad's work computer that you promised not to touch and stream some videos on that. I mean, if the list says so, I guess it's all right, said Miles. It certainly calmed Simon down, though even he had to ask, Are you sure dad's okay with us using his computer? Listen, Simon, as long as we just watch a few videos and don't do anything weird, this will all be fine. Like, press that big red button? Miles and Simon's dad's computer had a mysterious red button on it with a little sticky note beside it that read, Do not press. Should we press it? asked Simon. No way, said Miles. It says not to press the button. But what if it does something cool like opens a door to a vault loaded with candy? Or burritos, thought Miles. No, we mustn't. Though how bad could it really be? Miles didn't have time to finish that thought because Simon went ahead and pressed the button. A siren began blaring so loudly it made his brother's screams from earlier sound like a librarian whispering a lullaby. Miles slammed the laptop lid closed, which fortunately made the siren stop. Okay, so that was weird. Let's just put the computer back and never speak of this again. Clearly, scary red buttons don't open candy vaults. For the rest of the afternoon, Simon was actually pretty chill. Miles figured his brother was too spooked to dare stir up any more mischief. Maybe number 12 on the list should say, begin each babysitting job with a loud siren. When their parents returned home, neither brother spoke of the red button and instead told their mom and dad that they had spent the entire day practicing the piano and doing long division. It seemed like they were in the clear until during bedtime when they heard their dad shout from his office, Boys! Their dad burst into their room making one of those scrunched up eyebrow faces. All right, boys, we've got a major problem on our hands here. Do you have any idea what you've done? I'm sorry, I ate the last burrito, Miles confessed. No, I'm talking about the red button. Oh yeah, that was us too, answered Simon. Boys, there's something I need to tell you. Do you remember what I always say when either of you feel worried about monsters before bed? I tell you that our house has a no monsters allowed rule, and that I never let any monsters come inside. Well, that's true, but you see there's more to it than that. I also belong to a group called Dad Force. We're a group of dads who work together to catch any monsters that try sneaking into our city. Well, it's been going really well, until today. That red button you boys pressed was the release button to set the monsters free. Every monster we've ever caught is now on the loose. I know this is a lot to take in. Do you boys have any questions? Anything you'd like to know about how cool Dad Force is? Yeah, 
Why on earth did you create a release button? Well, us dads thought a secret red button would be really cool if anyone decided to make a movie about dad force. I can see now that it was a bad idea. Right. Well, what is Dad Force going to do about all these monsters running around? Asked Miles. Dad Force is getting together first thing in the morning to try and round them all back up. Miles, I need you to watch your little brother again while I'm out. I don't think so, said Miles. You're not leaving us alone with a bunch of kid-eating monsters on the loose. Can't Mom watch us? Sorry, kiddo. She's got bowling tomorrow. Anyway, you'll be fine. Of all the kids out there to eat, it's probably not likely it'll be you guys. Anyway, good night, boys. Miles and Simon did not sleep a wink that night. They just kept listening for any suspicious sounds coming from under their beds. The next morning, Miles and Simon's dad left promptly after breakfast to begin the ultimate Dad Force Monster Roundup mission. What should we do? asked Simon. I don't know. Hide for the next eight hours? answered Miles. Great idea. Under my bed or yours? But the boys never got a chance to go under either bed, because as soon as they made it upstairs, they discovered not one, but two sleeping monsters, one under each of their beds. Holy Toledo! Whisper shouted Miles. Quick, back downstairs! They went to the furthest possible spot in the house, the basement. Miles pulled out his notebook. Let me check to see if I've ever made any notes about monsters and what to do if you see one. Ah, here it is. I must have made some notes after watching a monster movie. But it only says two things. Monsters have two favorite hiding places. Under beds and... Uh-oh. In basements. The boys slowly looked up from their notebooks in unison, and there in front of them stood a humongous hairy monster staring them right in the eyes. <coughs> they both screamed while running as fast as they could to go hide under their beds, forgetting that the first monsters were still there. By this point, it was too late. They were trapped. Please don't eat us, pleaded the boys. Eat you, said one of the monsters, a little surprised. Gross, we're vegetarians. Unless you have a salad to share, we don't want to bother you. But you're in our house. You're hiding under our beds and in our basement. What do you mean you don't want to eat us? The blue monster from the basement spoke up. We actually didn't know anyone was here. Are you boys normally this quiet? Clearly you weren't visiting yesterday, said Miles. We were only being quiet today to avoid all of you monsters on the loose. Well now, I just can't figure out what everyone is so worried about. We're actually pretty chill, explained one of the monsters. But why do you hide under people's beds? asked Miles. That's because monsters are known for having a lot of back pain, and it feels nice to wedge ourselves between a floor and a bed. Back doctors always run when they see us, so it's really the only way to get some relief. Okay, but what about the basements? Seems like you're trying to be scary with that one. Have you seen our fur? asked one of the monsters. It can be like wearing a winter coat in the summer. Basements are usually on the colder side. Plus, we always find a fun board game to play. Miles and Simon looked at one another, trying to decide what to do now. We have board games. You guys ever play Monopoly? But the monsters didn't have a chance to answer because just then, the front door got kicked in. Dad Force! Boys, everything's going to be alright. Dad Force is here to save the day. Nah, 
We're good, said Miles ever so calmly. Miles and Simon explained to the group of dads that the monsters were actually harmless and that they kind of seemed like they might be fun to play with. Miles then made everyone hold tight for a moment while he wrote this new information down in his notebook. Though he had a feeling this would be something he wouldn't forget. The dads seemed almost disappointed. But what is Davor supposed to do now? I don't know, responded Miles. Maybe get together and work on telling some better jokes? Everyone laughed. You know, except for the dads. Dad Force! The end. That's our story. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to give us a follow so you'll hear when our next story drops. Catch ya on the next one. Yeah.